Hey friends, we're taking a little break this week. So instead of a new episode, please enjoy one of our favorites from season one. Fun fact, we just recently turned this piece into a very special project with the extraordinary Emily Claxton. We're thrilled to pieces with how it turned out and can't wait to share it with you later this year. Until then, please enjoy this blast from the past. Hey y'all, it's Chloe Goddard here coming to you from the mostly always sunny city of Los Angeles, California. On today's episode of It's Personal, the podcast, I have the chance to interview the talented, the future, future mother-to-be and artistic director of It's Personal herself, Riley Billings. Last year at our Bitches Get Personal show, which is an all-female identifying cast, this lovely lady spent her time on stage mixing up a cocktail while telling us all about her dream of being a mom. I feel immediately drawn to them. Even if they're crying, I just want to hold them and rock them and hold their cute little baby hand. Every time I'm really sad, I watch that YouTube video where that baby gets glasses and sees her parents for the first time. When my little cousin was born, all I wanted to do was help dress him and change his diaper like he was a real life baby doll. I started babysitting at age 10, starting with family and eventually babysitting my parents' friends' kids when I got old enough. Apparently my mom was the same way when she was younger. She always knew she wanted to be a mom and she's damn good at it. There are a lot of things in life I want to do and be and achieve and I've always been an extremely motivated and driven person, but there are a few things in life I feel more called to do than to be a mom. I actually think about my kids a lot. These people that don't exist yet, but I know are a part of me. I don't know them, but I do, and I love them. I think about making them proud and the inside jokes we'll create in the ways that I will inevitably fuck them up that they'll talk to their therapist about one day. (laughs) I have a list of baby names in the notes app on my phone, and I update it frequently. I know I sound crazy. But even weirder, I'm really jealous of pregnant people. I want to be pregnant so bad. It just seems so cool. I know that there are a lot of disgusting and uncomfortable things about it, but I just want to experience it. I'm just jealous of their belly and their glow and the way that they just are casually creating human life. I just want to experience it so bad. Sometimes I worry that being obsessed with being pregnant and being a mom makes me a bad feminist. Like, even though I don't necessarily want to be a stay-at-home mom, I want to have kids and put my family above all else. And maybe that makes me less driven than other people. 
like, because I'm so sure about it, maybe that's a bad thing. But I just want to experience it. Again, not anytime soon. I am so thankful for my IUD. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant though, I won't be able to and I'll be crushed. I feel like my body works the way it's supposed to, but I'm scared to find out that it doesn't. I wonder if all women have this pull toward babies and nurturing another life and raising a family or if it's just me. I just can't wait to be a mom. Well, I can. <laughs> Until then, I just really need to get a dog. Hi, Chloe. It's so nice to uh, chat with you, and this is my first time interviewing, so be kind. I'm so excited. I'm excited I just get to sit back and relax. Yeah, you just have to answer <laughs> questions. Um, yeah. And I'm going to hit you with the hard question just right mm. off the top, because everyone wants to know, how many kids do you want to have? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... Let me tell you that my grandma had five daughters. Oh. And so my mom is one of five and she had the best life ever because daughters are amazing and mm -hmm. they like make sure that their mom is taken care of and they're like, you know, very available to their mom. They're very emotionally available. They call her, they would see her all the time. Mm -hmm. And her grandma also had five daughters. Oh. So I'm like, maybe it skips a generation and maybe I'll have five daughters. I could totally <laughs> see that. It's just really my dream, but it's a little crazy. Maybe I love that. Kids. I mean, I was thinking you would definitely say three at least. So you yeah, did not least, disappoint yes. with that answer. Yeah. I think you would be a fabulous mom. I've seen you do so many shows <laughs> um, and like worked with you and been a part of so many shows. And I've kind of always wondered... Do you experience writer's block when you're writing your own piece? Like, is that a thing? Like, what is it like for you? Because all of your pieces seem so interesting, uh, especially this one. Thank but, you. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I don't know if you remember the rehearsal process for this, but I showed up to the first Bitches Get Personal rehearsal with a completely different piece. <gasps> you're and... right. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Here's like this idea I have. And Liz was like, didn't you already do this? And she was like, sorry, I don't want to be rude. But like, I think you already did a piece very similar to this. And I was like, calling oh, you out. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I, I think you kind of have talked about this topic before. And I was like, you're right. And then I went like the next week was kind of like, Ugh, I don't know what. And then this kind of came to me because um, it's something I think about a lot. And so I I wrote this out. And so. There's many, many, like, pieces, it's personal pieces that I have that are just 
in the abyss that will never see the light of day. Like I That's what you have think. written so many pieces, yeah, that are like sort of pieces, half pieces. I end up finding a different way to write out those feelings. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. There's so many ideas that I have that I'm just like, this is not right. And so I, I love hearing that. And I think that's something so fun with doing It's Personal, the podcast um, for our listeners that aren't a part of it's personal or have seen a show because even me being a part of it that's not how I work and that's so interesting like when I get the um spot of being in a show I'm like okay I guess I'm gonna write a piece for this like what's it gonna be and I love that this is kind of like a little writing activity that you do um And I also love that as a process of Liz knowing, like, wait a second, you've already written something similar to this. Let's open you up a little bit. Let's push you. Yeah, she definitely pushes me. Yeah. Um, In that tone, what is the easiest part of, like, the whole process for you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I don't because I'm like definitely the hardest part is trying to figure out an activity (laughs) um (laughs) because that always seems to like take me time but like I guess the easiest part is just um like releasing it into the world because like there's so much that goes into are its personal shows like we write the piece we rewrite the piece we figure out like the best way to kind of act it out we figure out the activity we do all these things but then once you release it it like takes on this thing that's like oh it's no longer burdening me Mm -hmm. it is out in the world and then people can receive it the way that like they understand you better because they were able to see part of your life and like your experience and so it just like I don't know it makes me feel like lighter in a way I totally agree with you I thought you were um going to say picking the song because (gasps) now I don't know (laughs) if many people know this about you or the shows but you are so involved in the music and I Mm -hmm. feel like this was kind of like a by accident thing but in all of the rehearsals you are always the one you are like a rolodex of music you always ask each person if they have a song and whether they do or don't you immediately say have you thought of this song like you know like title who sings it if somebody mentions a song I don't think that I've ever heard of you're like oh yeah that's a great one um how did you choose the song that you did for this Oh, my God. oh, it's oh, now I know what song it is. Yeah. Um, well, I saw Baby Driver, which if you haven't seen Baby Driver has an amazing soundtrack. I've heard. And, you know, the, the main character's name is Baby. And so there's like this song, this B-A-B-Y song that um, one of the other characters sings. And um, I then as soon as I saw the, sh- the movie, I started listening to the soundtrack immediately Mm -hmm. because it's so good and I just love this song and I was like oh this is a great because it says the word baby in it um so that's why I chose it and yeah no I am I get really into picking the songs and I don't even know why we started choosing a song after (laughs) each person's piece but I think it adds a lot to the pieces and definitely 
is um, an experience that you only get at the live show is like hearing those pieces because a lot of times it relates a little bit to the piece definitely or it can be funny or whatever so yeah I like it yeah I really love that component it's a fun little thing and works really well Mm -hmm. because we're all moving around like crazy people changing up the sets um which yeah it gives the audience something to like listen to while we're moving into the next piece yeah and I've definitely have people come to me after the show and said oh my gosh I really like the song after that person's piece or like people talk about it mm-hmm. I love it um speaking of music and feel and everything how did you feel on stage performing this um I felt kind of weird because <laughs> I think it's um maybe a strange thing that I am obsessed with being a mom or that it's I think especially um the fact that I'm like not trying to be a mom right now but I like I'm something that I know is is a very um it's very important to me and something that I like want in my life I think Mm -hmm. maybe is like a weird thing that it's like no I I don't know I just it felt vulnerable I guess it just felt vulnerable to say those things to an audience because it may be a strange thing that I, that's how I feel. Definitely so personal, so mm-hmm. personal to you. Having like not essentially wanting or having that as your original piece and kind of having us, you know, bring it out of you. Um, looking back, what are you proudest of about this piece, about like performing it, writing it? giving it out to the universe, releasing it, like you said? Um, I think that I'm proud of telling this story because I think that there are people that feel that way. Um, and after performing it, you know, I like some people are like, Oh, I I totally feel that way. Like I really want to be a mom or, um, I know personally, like my, boyfriend really wants to be a dad and thinks about it and I think that's an important experience that like maybe men don't always get the opportunity to feel that way because it you know society Mm -hmm. or whatever um and so I think I'm proud that I was able to just tell my story because other people were able to relate to it I'm proud of you too it's it's nice doing that I feel like for yourself And also with others, because, you know, like sometimes you had such a lightness to the piece, but even, you know, being on stage and feeling vulnerable about something, you're like, nobody's going to relate. And then Mm -hmm. every someone does at the end of every show. Someone does. Always. It's it never fails to amaze me that at the end of the show and the audience and everyone's mingling people can come up to you and be like I related to that I feel that way about like for this reason you're just like wow I'm not alone and yet I felt like I was alone in this thought but it gives people the opportunity to feel connected and that's like one of my absolute favorite parts definitely and um something that a lot of us people do is mix up cocktails yeah (laughs) and how did you come up with this idea if I remember correctly, was it kind of a group thing or were you like, I think, I think it I'm was, I something. think it was one of the ideas I had sort of been thinking of. And then someone was like, you know, I think you should make cocktails. And I was like, oh, I kind of was thinking that like this juxtaposition of doing something very like 
adult slash like something you can't do while you're pregnant yeah and talking about like really wanting to be pregnant like you're not you know supposed to drink and so it was kind of a fun thing to talk about it because like in the piece I'm kind of like well you know I'm not trying to be a mom or be pregnant right now however it's like something I'm thinking about and so I'm like still able to enjoy a cocktail was uh, it so, yeah, easy for you to do this particular activity on stage or d- when you were practicing sense, how was it it was um easy in the sense that I've made cocktails before I've like done some bartending um so it wasn't that weird to do it but um I don't know I think that it was definitely had a little bit of trouble with like the shaker and stuff it was hard to time everything out uh yeah with ice and so it was like a little bit nerve-wracking that I wasn't gonna get the cocktail finished by the end of the piece and have like that kind of button at the end to have the the sip of the drink so Mm -hmm. um did your did you tell this read this piece to your mom or to anyone or were there any like females that came and saw it that you know are close to that gave you good feedback or is this something you're like I'm just gonna keep this to myself and wait till the podcast comes out um yeah no I definitely sent it to my mom because um I think I say this in the piece my mom is like was the exact same way and everyone in my family always told me how my mom always wanted to be a mom she knew since she was little she loved playing with baby dolls and babysitting and all these things like since she was really little and just she always knew that she wanted to be a mom and like is just such a mom like so good at it (laughs) um and so I think like she enjoyed it she was like oh my gosh I it's just like me whatever um because we have a very similar affinity for babies oh my gosh yeah and yeah so I I definitely had some friends that came and were like I can't relate at all like I don't feel that way and I'm like that's awesome because like it's funny that they can see me someone they know and be like wow you are totally different than me like I don't feel that way at all Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of fun that we all have our own like journeys with you know and I know like some of my aunts I know you know are like my mom's age or older like they are like they never wanted kids or thought they never wanted kids, but then Mm -hmm. became moms and are amazing moms too. So it's just funny how everyone has a very different way of coming about, like if they want to be a mother or how they are, how they become a mother and all these things. Um, And it's kind of fun to me that my mom and I have a very similar like way that we feel about it. Yeah. And now talking to you about it also, you have such a unique story because I didn't even know that, or maybe I don't remember that your grandma had five kids and then your great-grandmother had five kids, like, mm-hmm. definitely sk- skips a generation. I can't right. wait to be a godmother one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the prompt for this show was women who change the world from right where they are standing. Um, how do you feel you tied your piece in with that prompt? Um, I think that I am notorious for not really caring that much about the prompt. I'm <laughs> like, nodding my head. Yes. I literally am the one that 
comes up with the prompts with Liz. And yet I'm always like, yeah, but I'm just going to talk about something else. You are the um, worst. <laughs> yeah, I just love to not go with the prompt because I'm like, oh, everyone's going to do that. It's always uh, a very wide variety of pieces. It does. It's not just all the same, of course, because we're all different people. But um, I think that I am, you know, I think that my piece kind of changed up the narrative of like being a strong woman because I'm like oh you know I want to have a career I want to be like strong and independent and do all these other things in my life but I also really want to be a mom and I'm sick of pretending like wanting to be a mom makes me like weaker or like less of a of a strong independent woman um because of that like I think that I can you know have different multitudes and I just think that that um should be talked about more so that's kind of definitely and I think it's especially not easy it's not not easy you know growing up and trying to continue to be a strong woman all the time and then also to think of raising itty bitty babies into other strong women or Mm -hmm. children or however I think that's really special and I do love that you brought that up because at the shows even with a prompt or even with an idea everybody brings so many different you know pieces and so many different perspectives to the table and I want to be a mom too one day but yeah I didn't even you know think of writing a piece about being a mom and we both got Mm -hmm. the same prompt yeah. Even though I followed the rules and you did. You did very much. Just to let like... everyone know. <laughs> Chloe Godard. Ru- I don't know rule why follower. I'm so weird about the rules. <laughs> I make them. I am on to you now. <laughs> um, before we go, one last question. Um, what does the word bitch mean to you, Riley Billingsley? Um, I think that I am definitely um, guilty of using that word in a negative way um and like falling back on that word when I want to like say something negative about a woman (laughs) um (laughs) and I think that it is definitely kind of a cop-out because it is like a very powerful word that we Mm -hmm. can use that there's not always the um there's there's not that same like type of word that we can really use to like identify other people and so I think that it is um can be a very negative thing but I think that honestly like being called a bitch is awesome like I you know there's so many different ways you can take it and like it means that I have like been powerful or like done something or stood up for myself or gotten under someone's skin in a way that like I'm not that I think it's okay to be hurtful or mean but if you're like if you're being a bitch you're being powerful and people are um paying attention to you and I think that that is there's a way to go about being a bitch that is um that is still like respectful and strong and not Mm -hmm. negative and mean. And so I think that that's like how we should view that word. I love that answer um, (laughs) for so many reasons, but you're always so honest and forthcoming and I appreciate that. And I love that mentality of still viewing it 
sort of as a negative word and then saying, you know what, I'm going to take that, spin it Mm -hmm. and let it empower me and be like, oh yeah, I'm tough, you know, throw anything at me, I can take it and, you know, come back even stronger out of it. I love it so much. Thank you for chatting with me and sharing more little bits about you. I love it so much. Thanks. I do have to say that at the end of my piece, I say that I just really need to get a dog because I want to be a mom so bad. And now I have a dog. Ta-da! Would you have And she's that sniffing at the door of the closet right now. I can hear her sniffing. What? She's like, Mom? 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 Yeah. She's I like, said, why are you in there? Would you have thought that a year ago? Absolutely not. I was like, someday I'll get a dog. Like, I wanted one so bad and I just never thought that... I would be like an adult enough to like care like care for a dog or like how it would happen or whatever. Um let me just add on a little bonus question. Um <laughs> your dog has the cutest name, Nutmeg. <laughs> now, in the piece you brought up that you have, you know, like a notes page of baby names, did you have the same thing for future pets? I did sometimes think about, oh, that would be a cute dog's name. And then um, it's like a really weird story where basically Tell us. my boyfriend was at my place before we lived together. And all of a sudden I was like, it walked in the kitchen. There was a nutmeg sitting on the counter. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, that's mine. And I was like, I'm sorry. This nutmeg is yours that you like brought to my home? <laughs> He was like, oh, yeah, I keep it in my pocket. I was like, what? He was like, well, I, like, got it at work. I needed a nutmeg for, like, this drink that I was making. He was working at a, at a restaurant. And he was like, and then um, I just kept it in my pocket. And now I like to, like, like sniff it because it smells good. And I was like, okay, that's so strange. <laughs> and he was, like, acting like it was the most normal thing. And so then, like, like you're a few... the weird one for not having yeah. your own nutmeg. And then sometimes I would call him nutmeg. And then a few years, or I mean, a few weeks later, I was like, I, I was thinking how we want to get a dog someday. We should name it nutmeg. And then we were just talking about how like someday we'll find a dog that is nutmeg colored. And then it will know that it's our dog because like, we'll find a dog that just like Uh emulates the name nutmeg. And then I saw this dog. I saw a picture of this dog that is like a redhead. Like mm-hmm. me and my boyfriend are both redheads. And she like looked like a nutmeg. And so then we were like, wow. And then we met her and we were like, this is the dog. Oh my gosh. So I love story. that story. Just to let you know, though, that's not how babies work. Right. Um, when we meet the baby, it'll, <laughs> the name it'll will speak to clear. you. There yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that little bonus story. I love that. So fun. Thank you. Until next time, Miss Riley. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio at itspersonalonstage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog, sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the coolest merch in town. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.